Greetings! Welcome to Act Natural, the D&D podcast where players from across the world explore two sister campaigns set in the same homebrew world. This week's episode features the luck of the draw. To get the latest updates, find us on Facebook with our name Act Natural, or follow us on Twitter at actnatural underscore D&D. Now, on to the show. Last time on Luck of the Draw, the party was completing their escape from two hills. After riding through some farm fields, the party eventually decided to bed down after one of their horses began to labor. Eventually, all slept, or partially slept, bringing the morning. With no sign of pursuers, they took their time in setting out. Talking through the debacle of the previous night, apologies were said, and the party moved on. Over the next few days of travel, not too much occurred, except a mysterious face being seen in the distance by Zeno. It seemed to appear during each flash during a thunderstorm. Eventually, however, the party made it to the outskirts of Updale. After disguising himself, Graffiti accompanied Nyx into the tavern in search of news. Nyx was given a stack of letters and quickly read through them, discovering that her daughter Rose had recently been ill. Meanwhile, Finn, Zeno, and Ezrin proceeded to the general store, where they met a mute halfling shop owner with a curious parrot. Meeting back up, Nyx insisted on heading to the farm immediately. The party set out and was soon at the Stuart farm. Though surprised, the family welcomed in the party and traded tales of what had been recently happening. Nyx, electing not to wake up the little one, was awakened in the morning sandwiched between two little girls, Rose and the steward's daughter, Amelia. The next day, after breakfast, a scar was discovered on the back of Rose. The party was worried, but their fears were quelled by Nicholas, who reminded the party that scars and sickness were a part of life on the farm. Nyx and Esther discussed the things she was missing as Rose grew up while away, and Graffiti articulated to Ezrin his dislike of being charged of a crime he did not commit. Eventually, Nyx decided to go on a ride with Rose, while the remainder of the party went to town. And that is where we pick up. I have everybody still at the farm. Left-hand side. Hey, we have horses again. Hey! Those are your horses, and you all can set off to do whatever you like. Up to town. Okay. Foursome heads off to town. Nix and Rose, what are you two doing? I'm just gonna kind of go off for just a, a leisurely ride, go along the river. Okay. So you get on the back of wind, saddle up, head out. Um, it's not too long into the journey, just kind of trotting along, Rose kind of looking around. Is there anything in particular you're looking out for? Um, not necessarily, just, you know, kind of enjoying the, the time together and, you know... I see any animals or anything, I point those out to her. Flowers, things like that. Okay. Uh, make a nature check. See what you see. 
swells. Nature's not my thing. <laughs> um, so you, you look around. Uh, you don't see too many exotic things, at least nothing that really piques her interest. She's seen a lot of things being on the outskirt of the farm. Um, mostly what she seems to be enamored with are things that are different from the immediate surroundings. Different types of trees, different types of flowers. She kind of just washes them as you go past. Every now and then she stops you. you. She goes down, picks a couple, gets back on. You continue on your way. It's not uh, too much longer before she kind of looks up. Mom, um, I, I had an idea. What is that? Um, and, and she kind of starts whispering. Me and Amelia, we, we found an old ruin once while we were playing. All right. Do you want to see it? Sure, take me there. Okay. And she starts trying to direct you because she isn't really sure where she's at at the moment. But she's she's doing okay. Probably another ten or so minutes later, you emerge uh, from a clump of trees, and you are going to be moved to... Uh, the right-hand side, a little bit down. So you're going to disappear, and I'm going to bring you back. You should be able to see it now. Yep. Okay. So uh, she kind of leads you up. This is it. This is it. And as soon as you kind of slow down, she hops off and runs towards it. Uh, just... Uh, just gonna kind of keep an eye out, just make sure that there's nothing out of the ordinary with this place. Okay, make a perception check. Ugh, four. Yeah, four. Uh, so you uh, get off, you kind of you take wind and you tie him up uh, to a tree so he doesn't run off. Uh, you start walking around this place. Um, it doesn't seem to be too dangerous or anything like that. Um, definitely seems to be nature is re- reclaiming this spot. Um, it is gradually moving in, growing over the tiles. Some of the walls have fallen in. Um, it looks like this was at one point some sort of home or otherwise important spot. You're not really sure. How did you guys find this place? Um, she kind of looks real sheepish. We were kind of exploring when we weren't really supposed to be, but we found it and it's really cool. It, it is very cool. This is true, but uh, you know that I like to make sure that you're safe, right? Yeah, and I'm fine. You're here. Yes, but I wasn't here when you found this place. Mm-hmm. I guess. But it's all right. For the moment, but I would feel better if you uh, 
want running off when they don't know that you are running off. Okay. Uh, I won't do that again. Um, I'm just gonna kind of look around. Is there anything? Um, there's no, like, furniture or anything left, is there? Is it just, like, the, the foundation? Yeah, it's basically just the foundation and a little bit of wall. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Sixteen. Okay. You look through the rubble, pick through it. Um, you enlist Rose's help because she's just here to have fun. She loves digging and getting herself all dirty. You guys spend a half an hour, hour or so, just kind of digging in the dirt, see what you can find. Um, between the two of you, you do find um, three gold pieces and seven silver pieces. I'll take that for sure. Yeah. Mommy's broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also find a curious insignia. You're not sure what it is or what it's from. Uh, it looks kind of like the slit of an eye, but it's slanted at an angle. About a 45 degree angle from top right to bottom left, and it's encircled. Okay. Uh, does it look familiar? Is it anything I've seen before? Don't think so. Okay. I'll uh, pocket it for now. Sorry, it, it's it's um, carved into the wall. Oh, gotcha! I was picturing like a little no, no, no handheld thing. Yeah. So, so like, like as as you're brushing away the dirt from the walls, uh, that, that's when you found it. Hmm. Okay, so I'll just kind of make note of it. Okay. Is there is, is there any anything else nearby, or does this seem to be the only structure? There are trees surrounding it. Most of the ones directly around it are little little saplings that are kind of um, growing up through the stone. The rest of it, you're just out in kind of all the middle of the forest. But this is this was at one time you can tell a very definite clearing compared to everything else around you. Hmm. You gather that this place at one time probably had significance to someone or something, but you're not sure what exactly. All right. Well, Rose, it's. It's been a while. Perhaps we should head back, get some food. Okay. And she kind of starts to saunter back. I'll come back to you guys. Shifting over to everybody else. What are you doing? Shop. I'll take the wagon back to town. Alright. You all hitch up with Blackie moving out. Um, it's a little slower um, with the amount of people you have. It's, it's kind of slow going with just one horse, but you make do. Uh, eventually, you do make your way back to Updale. 
And I will get the party token on there for you so you all can see it. How much food do we have for the horses? To keep it simpler, I'm saying you guys are buying as you're going. So, um, I would say that you guys are probably running low on horse food at this time. Yeah, I was going to say Xena would uh, make sure to stock up on a lot. Okay. You all are free to do what you will. You are heading into town. There's the token. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask around uh, to see if anyone knows where I could potentially buy a um, glass uh, prism. Okay. Uh, make a charisma check. That ain't gonna go well. <laughs> Ooh, 17. Alright. Hey. So you, you talk to a couple of people in town. They don't really give you a specific location. They, there isn't a, like, fine jeweler or anything in town. But they do tell you that the best bet would be the general store. That. Which you have not visited yet. I'll uh, turn to the rest of the group and say, well, I have to go to the general store. Did anybody have any other plans, or would you like to come with me? I'll come with you. Sure. I have nothing in mind at the moment. Sounds good. I'll uh, take the lead and start heading in the direction that they uh, said the general store was. Yeah. The other three have actually been there, so they can show you directly to... Uh, the worn and weary journey to the plinth, which is here. So I will add that to your journey, Graffiti. You all enter same store, the little cabin reinforced doors push open the door, opens the parrot. Welcome! I just stare at it. Welcome yourself. I'll walk past him. Okay. Is anyone at the desk? Front cash register kind of thing. You currently do not see Tana. I'm gonna look around for uh, any crystals on sale on the counters or anything that Nyx described. Make a perception check. Eighteen? Okay. Looking around, you don't openly see any jewels. But that does not necessarily mean she doesn't have any. You get the sense that if store owners keeping fine jewelry, they're not going to just keep it out in the open. Yeah, that's true. Is there a, a ding, like a bell, to ring to another over here? I'll look up to the uh, to the bird be like, where's uh, the shop owner? And as, as soon as you kind of say that, she kind of comes around, 
and knocks twice on a wooden pole nearby and grabs your attention and kind of gives a bow apologetically. Hello. I'll just turn and wave. She waves. I'll, uh, I'll walk up and first thing I'll do will be to take out the short sword uh, that I took at some point. I've been <laughs> hanging onto it for a long time and ask her uh, would you be willing to pay for this? She kind of cocks her head and reaches out for it. Takes it. She looks it over for a second and then kind of does like a half and half gesture. Do you mean that uh, you might be interested uh, for the right price kind of thing? Does this woman not talk? I look, I look, I look at Zeno and just say, does this woman not say anything? You could try to be less rude, you know. What? She's not talking. She doesn't. I don't think she can. Oh. <laughs> My apologies. Um, what uh, what what do you think you could give me for the uh, the sword? She kind of is still looking at it, looking it over. Where did you get this sword? I don't remember. I think I may have got it um, when we were in that cave fighting. So it's something you picked up. It's not something you started. Yeah, no, I I picked it up from a dead remember correctly. Okay. Alright. So, she kind of looks it over a little bit more, and kind of looks up at the parrot, puts the sword down, and does a little quick clap, and and the parrot kind of ruffles its feathers a little bit. And she kind of makes a a few quick hand gestures. Blacksmith! taken and I'll take the sword back uh, I was also looking for a uh, glass prism uh, of, of fair quality would you have any in stock kind of thinks for a sec skitters away comes back are you looking for just glass or specifically a prism a prism worth uh, 25 gold. Okay. She kind of rummages around for a little bit and then does come back with a prism. It's not of high quality, but she kind of shows it to you and, and it works. Yeah, I look it over. Uh, do I think that it would serve the purpose uh, that I'm looking to... Uh, I do. It's uh, the spell. Uh, Augury. You make a, you know what? Make an investigation check. Nice. Nat 20. Sorry, I didn't see it. <laughs> it just appeared now. <laughs> Natural twenty. Yeah, sometimes it takes time. I was waiting for him to say something. There was a there was a huge delay. <laughs> sometimes it happens to me too. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
you're, you're fairly certain, just kind of a quick glance, that, that this would do the trick for you. And you see her. She's dressed in fairly plain clothes, but she is wearing a necklace. And there are three buttons on the necklace. One is gold, one is silver, one is copper. And she holds up her hands. She gives you the number three and the number zero. And then taps the gold. I, uh, I think that is fair, actually. And I'll uh, pair the 30 gold. Okay. She brightens warmly. She thanks you with a quick little bow, takes the gold, and kind of puts it off into her tail. Uh, that is all. Uh, again, my apologies for earlier. Uh, it's a very nice pattern. She smiles. She doesn't look upset in, in any way. Thanks again. I'll walk away. I'll kind of approach. Be like, do you have any uh, crystals kept anywhere? She nods. Would you mind letting me uh, take a look at them? I'm looking for something specific. She nods again. Kind of walks underneath. You see her take a little key out from her pocket, put it into a lock box, kind of open it up. And from there, she pulls out three or four different sized um, diamonds. She puts one on the table that is that is fa- uh, fairly small. You probably think it's just a little bit bigger than what you'd need for a ring. There's one that's kind of about the size of of a knuckle. And there's one that's about half a fist and one that's about a fist. So there's a pretty wide range in size. And she kind of waves her hand to say, take a look. Could I try to, uh, try to identify which one is the one like Nyx was describing? Would that be investigation or... I mean, you, you can. Certainly try. Yeah, let's try. That was the wrong one. <laughs> Seven, an investigation. <laughs> Roll a net 20 on that too. You wasted a 20. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you haven't had too much experience with diamonds. But you can see that she's kind of waiting for you to kind of finish looking over them. And then she kind of goes from each one, starting with the smallest and working her way up to the largest. Each time, again, holding up fingers to indicate her amount. She says that the Mm -hmm. smallest one is 12. The next biggest, so the, the third biggest, is 22 the half fist sized one is 52 and the big one is 107 Mm. I think it's this one I need we'll take the half fist 52 priced one okay She again holds up 
a five, and then a two, and then taps the gold. Yeah, he'll uh, dig through his pouch and pull out the gold and give it to her. All right. So you, can, you like graffiti, can go ahead and mark off that gold from your pouch. As you are making this transaction, there is an individual who knocks at the door behind you. Like the door that we came in? Yes, sorry. I'll turn. You all turn and see a younger human woman. She is kind of breathing heavy, a little bit of sweat down her face. And she, she says, Tana, Tana, come quickly. He's, he's waking. And, and Tana kind of gets wide-eyed for a second and then bows and then kind of hurriedly walks around. And she does a quick motion to the parrot and the parrot says, sorry, close. And she hurriedly follows the individual out the door. That was odd. I'll start heading out. Maybe we should follow her? Mm. Sounds like something's going on. It is probably none of our business. She did not ask for our help either. I'm thinking the same. But if something is happening, and they do need help, we can offer and possibly get a reward. I tell you what, you know, if you want to follow them and let us know if they need anything, by all means. But I have things to do. Fine. I'll split up with you guys yet again. That does tend to be the trend, doesn't it? seems to be. Alright. So, Zeno is splitting off from the other three, who are standing back, kind of just off the main thoroughfare. What are you doing, Zeno? I'll, I'll yell at Zeno as he's walking away. Um, uh, don't be longer than one hour. We meet back here in front of the one in the rear. Yeah, yeah. We'll just kind of turn and follow where uh, Tana was going. Okay. Are you openly following, or are you trying to be stealthy about it? Uh, I'm going to try to be stealthy. Alright, make a stealth check. 21. Okay. So you kind of dart off in and out of the buildings following at a decent uh, distance behind you are noticing a lot of these buildings that you're kind of darting in and out of they're not really churches they're too small to be churches they're more altars or small little rooms dedicated to different deities and gods but you're kind of darting back and forth past them as quickly or really quickly trying to follow you walk this direction following them down this alley until you lose sight of the rest of your party and they kind of turn go down this way and then go into this building right here are there any windows I could uh, look through there are a couple windows yeah let's try to uh, peer at them <laughs> okay make another stealth check 
Hey, 26. Six. Jeez. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a one, and I was going to be so happy. So <laughs> I was <Wow>. worried. <laughs> All right. So, you quickly kind of get low, get out of this uh, visible uh, range of the actual uh, path in front. And just kind of every every so often just kind of glance and you see is a very nice home. At least you think it's a home. Make a perception check. Fourteen. Okay. It takes a couple of glances, but over the next five minutes or so, you get the sense that this isn't a normal home. There are too many beds. There, are, There's definitely an area kind of near where your window is that's definitely for sitting and lounging and relaxing. But across the way, there does seem to be a curtain and more beds than you would have expected. Hmm. Sounds like a doctor's office. Uh, I suppose I'll just walk in the front then. Just kind of open the door slowly and see if, like, anyone's welcome to come in or if this really is a private home. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. So you, you walk up the front steps, kind of slowly open the door. Are you walking in or are you just kind of standing in the doorway? Uh, I'm standing there and looking for see if there's anyone around who will chew me away or whatever. <laughs> Make a perception check. 20. Okay. You're rolling really well to start this game, man. <laughs> so you, you stand in the door for a minute, just kind of looking around. You can see now this room is fairly well lit. There are multiple braziers, multiple candles, all throughout this place, giving it a very, very lit atmosphere. It's almost like you're outside, but indoors. You're also thinking it might not be the smartest thing for a wooden house. Over time, you do come to notice a small little writing area. There are several curtains directly in front of you, so you can't see past about 10 feet. But there, there does seem to be a, a white cloth that is kind of just going across the front. And if you look off to the left, there does seem to be a, a pathway leading farther into the house. I'll try to uh, move through the pathway quiet like <laughs> make another stealth check <laughs> how long can your luck hold out right <laughs> uh, nine <laughs> that long <laughs> alright you only get a couple of steps into the house before you step on a squeaky board and I will say that with your perception check as you were walking in, you were kind of hearing a couple of voices going back and forth. There was a man's voice. It sounded really groggy 
kind of unsure of what was going on. And then what you're pretty sure is the younger woman that you had seen enter Tana's shop. Well, it's it's been a couple of days. Do, do you remember anything about what happened? No. I was... I wasn't doing anything, really. I was just walking. Walking to... to to the altar. And I just kind of... fell, I guess, and then I woke up here. This doesn't make any... Hello? Someone there? It's... Zeno from the shop. I was just worried about you. Sorry. I'm sorry. I I don't know you. I was one of uh, Tana's customers. Oh. Something seemed to be happening and I was just a little caught up. Oh. We're, We're all we're all fine here. Is there anything else I can do for you? Something ailing you? Are you sure you don't need help with anything? Make a persuasion check. Oh! oh. 11. That was so close to good. <laughs> God! I'm, I'm really sure, unless you have... A, Unless you're trained in the healing arts. I'm not really sure anything you can do can help me. If you need healing, I know someone. Well, if... I'm going... I'm more than willing to take any expertise they can get, but unfortunately they are not here. And at, and at this point, you actually see her walk out, like, open one of the curtains and kind of stand after closing it again so you can't see what she's talking about. Would you be against me bringing someone back who can help with healing, if that's what you need? Kind of sighs. Well, if, if you have someone who wants to take a look, like I said, I, I won't deny any additional assistance. Got to fix this problem sooner or later. Alright, I was just hoping to help, that's all. Sorry for interrupting. And I'll believe. Okay. The, the individual that, that you see, like I said, she's, she's a young human woman kind of dark, dark hair, really kind of thin eyes and a flat face. She's wearing kind of a, a, a white overcoat, not overcoat, but like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? A white blouse, but with a skirt that kind of goes down past your If you have someone Feel free to bring them, like I said. I might be out of my depth. Alright, I'll do what I can for you then. Well, I'll see you back there then, I guess. 
kind of walks back inside. I'll exit. Okay. Graffiti, Ezrin, and Finn, what are you three doing? I wanted to look for that blacksmith. I saw that sword. Okay. You ask around, and it's it's not too difficult. It's this one right here. Let's go there. All right. You all journey down the street to fire and petals. That is in your journal. Moving inside this dark building, uh, it is wooden story with a blue tile roof. It contains a number of crates stacked along the back, and everything is covered in dust and metal shrapnel. Anybody around? Yes, you do. As you walk in, see an individual kind of back at the forge. He's kind of, kind of taking a sword, pulls it out, fling, fling, looks at it, puts it back in the fire. Uh, hello, good sir. Um, you have a moment. Yeah, yeah. What do you need? I'll uh, pull out the short sword. Uh, what do you think you could give me for these? Hold on. And he kind of takes a second, puts the sword in the water, dusts his hands off, pulls off the gloves, sets them down, takes goggles off that he was wearing, puts them on top of his head, walks over. Hey there, Wendell. Nice to meet you. Graffiti. Thank you. Looking to sell a sword? Yes, it's a it's a short sword. What make is it? I don't know. What make is it? <laughs> he's he, he's asking you, Graffiti. No, I know. I'm asking you, the DM. <laughs> what 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 make is it? I have no idea. Make an investigation check. See if you can find any sort of insignia on it. Fifteen. Uh, you spend a good 30 seconds looking over it, and you don't see one. Uh, I am actually not sure. Um, I, I, I found it. I believe it was used by a drow. That's all I know. Hmm. Interesting. Let me see. And he kind of takes it. Tana looked over it with a cursory glance when you showed it to her. You can tell that Wendell knows what he's doing around the sword. He kind of balances on a finger, holds it loosely and tightly, kind of inspects the edge, looking right down the edge of the blade, seeing if it's straight, if it's warped at all. Eh, it's a short sword, all right. It's seen, seen some wear. You're just looking to sell it? That is correct. I'm just trying to offload it. Unfortunately, I can't really give you too much for it. I can only give you two gold for it. Do I trust his judgment? Make an insight check. Sixteen. Seems to be on the level. 
Is it really only worth it? Two gold? Yeah, here, let me show you. And he, he kind of takes the sword and puts it in your hand. Now, what you want to do is when you're looking at a sword, you want to look right down the edge of the sword. That way you can see if it's straight or not. Can't tell if it's sharp, but you can tell if it's straight. And as you look down the blade, there is a very distinct curve to the left. So it is not a straight sword. Also, you got some dents in here. It's all chipped. Looks like it was dipped in poison a couple times. Yeah, unfortunately, I'll probably just have to use it for scrap. Well, it is not doing anything good sitting in a pack, so who gold it is. It's appreciated. And he kind of goes and gets two gold and flips them to you. Well, for selling things for scrap, I've been lugging these around for no fucking reason. And I take out uh, four warhammers and put them on the counter. Whoa. Where'd you get these? Uh, I think it was the fire people. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. What, what, what fire people? <laughs> oh, we we came across some cultists performing some ritual or something, um, and ended up taking all their stuff. But I've been carrying it for quite some time, and it's kind of useless to me. So hopefully, you can put it to use. Mm, probably. Uh, you seem to be of pretty decent make. Metal isn't one that I'm usually accustomed to working with, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like your friend here, you're looking to sell them? Yes, sir. You're looking to get rid of all four? Yep. Give you 18 gold for four of them. 18? That seems like great deal thank you uh wendell did you say your name was yeah wendell yes thank you for your uh hope you can put them to good use you said you've never seen a metal like that before well it looks to be looks like copper but it's weird never seen anything bent like it i'm gonna enjoy working with it <laughs> i hope you do Thank you. And he hands you the 18 gold. Alright. Anything else we need, uh, Ezra? Then? Nothing? Um, is there an apothecary or a potion maker in this town? He kind of looks, looks at you. Uh, not really a potion maker. We've got someone who sells, you know, your natural herbs and your remedies. Is that what you're looking for? No, I'm looking for uh, somebody who specializes in potions. Uh, that's okay. I'll find one eventually. Yeah, unfortunately, you're you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, son. One of them places, you're probably going to have to go to a bigger town or a bigger city. Alright, I think that is about all we need. 
Thank you, Wendell. Pleasure doing business. Now we'll head outside. You all exit. He goes back, puts his gloves on, his goggles, and starts reheating the sword that he was working with previously. I like that guy. I do not know why. He's just uh, straight to the point and honest, it seems. Yes, I feel like everybody we've met in this town so far has been quite amicable. Mm. Don't jinx it, okay. So in, in this area, um, you three also can see um, the number of little churches, altars, you know, kind of not really temples by any means, but um, just kind of definitely relig religious shrines in this kind of area. Does it look like there's one for uh, Bahama? Or Lathander? Make a perception check, both of you. Eight. Mine's not rolling. There's definitely something messed up with roll 20 right now. No, no. Uh, a nine. <laughs> they finally came up. Uh, taking a quick glance at these, the ones in your immediate vicinity, you do not see any to Bahamut or Lathander. Well, where is Zeno? Let's go see if he's back at Morning Weary. We'll walk down the street, I guess. Okay. You all start walking down the street in this direction. Graffiti, as, as you're kind of walking down the street, you kind of notice it out of the corner of your eye before anyone else really says anything. Over towards this pedestal in the middle here that you guys haven't really looked into yet, you kind of see it and then you click over and glance and there's a bear in the center of this town. Like a live bear or a statue of a bear? It is a very much live bear and is just kind of standing there sniffing around. We'll just uh, motion over to Ezra and, and say, do you see a bear in the middle of the town? And I'll sort of point towards where I see it. Make a perception check. Oh, 14. Not... Not you, Ezrin. Ah. Uh, oh, me? Graffiti. Make a oh. perception check. 13. <laughs> so pretty close. Very close. So you, you say this, and as you're saying it, the bear starts to just kind of lumber around. So it's on this opposite side at first, but now it's starting to lumber around this way. Looking at it, it is a, it is mostly black with spots of tan kind of over its face and chest. And you wait for Finn and Ezrin to say something and they don't. Does it look like it's more like wandering away? 
Not really. It looks like it's wandering around the plinth. So now it's over here. So you guys are kind of in this open area right here. So you kind of have a direct line of sight with this bear. Mm. Um, does it seem like Ezrin and Ben are just like ignoring me or just they didn't hear me? You glance around, they're not beside you. Ah, good to know. Uh, <laughs> I will approach the pedestal and the bear. As soon as you start to take a step forward, the bear kind of notices you for the first time. And it looks over at you. <laughs> I'll pause. How far away is it? Like 20 feet, 30 feet, 60 feet? Probably 30, 40 feet. So not super far. Okay. I'll sort of just put out my hand and say, uh, I am a friend. What are you doing here? In the speech of a beast. You say this and it kind of looks at your hand and then it looks at you. And it starts to charge. Uh, I will try and dart out of the way to my right. Okay, you start to move, and it starts to come right at you. Uh, make a nature check. Ugh, nine. Okay, you're not really sure if this is a good or a bad idea. You're, you're running, you're running, and it's coming right at you. It's coming right up on you. It's about five feet away. What are you doing? I will stand my ground and make myself look as big as humanly possible, or as fur boggly as possible. <laughs> okay, you stand large. Stand there. Um, it jumps, claws straight at your chest, slams into you, and I'm going to move you to the Whispers channel. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Secrets. You prepare for the impact, but pain does not come. Eyes shut tight. You wait for the mauling, but the lack of it is almost unnerving. You hesitantly open your eyes. You still stand in the same square as you did a moment ago, but with one major change. To start the day, it was overcast, cloudy with variable winds. The entire plaza around you is now a wash in warm, gentle sunlight. Looking around, you now see the bear sitting calmly and peacefully in front of the statue. And you look at the statue for the first time, really. It's a plinth that goes up a couple of feet to a pair of feet, and the pair of feet begin to grow into legs. But about mid-thigh, it cuts off. And you just see the bear sitting calmly in front of the statue. Um, you said when the bear uh, was lunging at me, he clawed me. Did he actually claw me if I look down? Like, am I damaged? Am I hurt? You are not. Okay. It is not paying attention to you at the moment. It is, it is just simply staring at the statue. I'll, uh, I'll slowly approach the uh, statue 
and I'll also um, put my necklace back on my amulet of uh, Lathander. It was in my pouch, though. Okay. You grab the amulet, put it on. What are you doing? Approaching, just to see if the bear moves, see if I notice anything about the statue, other than the fact that it's half a person. Okay. You walk towards it, and then as you're walking towards the statues, uh, the statue, I should say, small little feathers begin to slowly fall around you, seemingly popping into existence out of nowhere. Uh, you reach the side of the bear, and it speaks in a voice. Hello, Dawnbringer. Lathander? Are you not expecting me? I, uh, immediately, like, bow uh, my head. Uh, no, I, uh, you have never, uh, sorry, you, you have never spoken to me like this before. It is an honor. The bear kind of turns to you. And now that you're up close, you recognize what kind of animal this is. This is a sun bear. Do you know why I stand before you now? No doubt you have heard my questioning of your methods to help me. Oh, I surely have, but that is not why I am here. I, uh, I do not know why you are here. I... Please tell me. He kind of sits back, kind of crosses the, the claws, kind of puts it in front, and kind of takes his eyes off of you and puts it back on the statue. Think... What have you done recently that would have called me here that you have never done before? I I have taken off my amulet for one. And I nearly hurt an innocent man at the uh, tavern. I was not myself. Those are not things that we look upon favorably, but those are still not why I am here. You know my tenets. You know my teachings. I do. I... What value brought me to you? He sits there and he thinks. I... I do not know. I... I have followed your teachings as closely as I possibly can. I help people. I heal people. What have I done wrong? Yes, you follow the teachings and you act as you should. But those are easy to do. Those are surface level. You know what I embody. You know what I bring. I am here because for the first time in a long time, you acted in a truly selfless manner. You sacrificed a bit of your own light to exude it 
towards another. You brought joy and warmth to them. You did something not out of obligation, but for the simple light it brought to their eyes. Do you know what that was? Are, are you speaking about Rose? I am not speaking of Rose. And you look around you, the feathers are continuing to fall. I provided Nick's a feather and Rose and I forget the other one's name. <laughs> the bear actually laughs. <laughs> it was a little girl, Rose's friend. She she seemed left out. I did not want her to feel that. Yes. You heard her plight, and you answered her. You did not need to do this. You did not really want to do this. You wanted to keep that feather, and yet you did it anyway. It's true. I, I kind of thought it gave me a little bit of uh, level playing field with Nyx. It was finally some way that I could relate to her and have a little bit of fun. But, uh, you know, I am an adult. I am... I, I can handle that. She was little innocent. She needed it more than I did. That is the mindset of which you need to keep. You told your friend that I'm means to an end. You are expecting me to do all the work in this endeavor for you. I am not obligated to light paths for you, nor am I necessary for you to live an entirely eventful existence. There are numerous individuals who do not see us deities as something to be a part of, yet they still live happy lives, doing what they love, seeing who they love, bringing new life into the world. This is true. I, I, I am enjoying my time with the others, but it is still always on my mind that I want to return home and save my friend. I can only do that if you allow it. The bear's face kind of drops a little bit. You should do what you wish. If you wish to return home, then return home. There was nothing truly stopping you. I, I, I cannot return home. They, they would treat me as a traitor. I need to prove to them a hundred percent that I did not kill her. And I have no proof yet. Then I guess your path lies clear. But the ultimate proof would be bringing him back. To tell them that I did not do it. And I do not have that power within me without you. You see his existence as the only measure to your happiness. As the sun, I shine daily, but the light never shines for me. I keep none of the warmth for myself. I exist solely for the benefit of those around me. Naziah brought you to me because she saw potential in you. She saw in you what I know. 
which is that you can be a beacon for others when their own light is extinguished. Herrick's light is extinguished, Graffiti. All you need to do now is figure out what keeps your own light aflame. And with that, the bear gets up and starts walking away towards the uh, towards the pedestal. I watch him carefully. It gets to the pedestal and kind of turns. It raises a claw in your direction. Have faith, Dawnbringer. And it kind of overturns the palm and does a come-hither motion. And you feel a quick burning sensation. One in your chest and one in your head. And you kind of double over unsure of whether it's actual pain or, or what's happening and by the time you're looking back up you see the bear pushing the plinth the bottom part of this statue forward and as it does it reveals a small entryway and it casually steps down this hole and then the statue slides back into place and we'll go ahead and move back to the main chat. Graffiti. After that happens, you kind of look around and you feel your body on autopilot. You're, you're still walking and you kind of quickly glance and both Finn and Ezrin are beside you walking back towards the worn and weary. Um, I look over at that pedestal. Does it look any different? Does it look the same as it did before? Uh, it is the exact same. I immediately dart off towards it. All right. As Ezrin and Finn, as you are walking towards the general store, you see graffiti just beeline for this odd-looking pedestal in the center of town. I did want to ask, did we notice anything odd before that, or no? No. Okay. Graffiti, where where are you going? I just keep walking towards the pedestal. Is it still like half uh, half? Yes. Uh, he, he does not respond to you, Ezrin, and as you and Finn kind of follow him into the central courtyard, um, you see where all of those... Um, little temples and altars and churches are aiming. Their front doors are aiming toward this pedestal. And what you see is a stone pedestal. You think it's marble. Rises up two or three feet. And then it uh, goes into a pair of feet. And then those feet begin to form into legs. And the legs stop about mid-thigh. And you see graffiti just sprint beeline right for this statue. As soon as I get to it, I'm going to check the base of it, see if I see any signs of movement, or or maybe I'll just try and push it. Well, make an investigation check. Eighteen. Okay. So you run over to Plinth and are kind of furiously digging towards the base, trying to figure out, you know, if, if there's anything there. You can't tell. It just looks like it's 
right up against the ground. It looks like it's exactly where it was planted. Graffiti, what what are you doing? I I saw something. Uh, come help me. I'll ask him to help me try and push the pedestal. Why are we doing this before I help you desecrate this mural? As, as you say that, there's actually a couple of individuals who are standing there. Um, we, we prefer that you don't, actually. Uh, damn it. Fine. And I'll, I'll turn around and head back and start walking back to the one where he's just kind of lost in my thoughts. Take a deep breath, Graffiti. What, what did you see? It's a long story, but I don't know if it's just a coincidence or, or what it is, but I don't know. I, I think there might be something under this town or under that pedestal specifically. But I do not want to disturb the people here. Perhaps we can try it later, maybe at night when everyone is sleeping. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Let's go see if we can meet up with Zeno. Sounds good to me, and as far as trying later at night... I could be down for it, but we'd have to leave it as we found it. We don't want to destroy people's property. Uh, I, I agree. I, I do not want to break anything. Okay. Zeno, you do come around the corner and do see both, or all three of your party members kind of outside the general store. As I'll approach, I'll just wave to him and be like, Hey, Graffiti! Uh, yes. I think they need a healer's help. If you're willing to give it. There's always multiple directions to go. Okay. Uh, what what run? I'm not sure exactly. I overheard him talking though, and it seems like some guy fell outside of uh, an altar of some kind, and he doesn't remember anything between falling there and then waking up back at the uh, at the bed. You know. Well, that sounds oddly similar. Yes, did you say an altar? Did he say if it was in town? I assume it was in town somewhere. Didn't sound like it was anywhere away from here. I look at your feet, or uh, Ezrin, and say, let's go. Not coincidence, let's go. And lead us, you know. Did you see something similar happen? I'll tell you about it on the way. I'll sort of tell them that I had a vision that uh, there may have been something underneath the pedestal while we're walking. What exactly did you see, though? Why do you think there's something under the pedestal that doesn't make much sense to me? I believe it. I believe it was a message from a vendor. Uh, it should be looked into. I, I don't know for sure, but I can't ignore what I saw. Hmm. 
Hmm. Well, maybe we follow up with um, the man that Zeno found and maybe ask if there's been other occurrences of similar things before we press on. Does sound Agreed. rather weird. It does. I, I, I'm trying to have faith. Let's go. I'll lead the way back. All right. So, switching back over to the two girls, because it's been an hour out of game. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you back, Nyx, or not? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. So, you and, you and Rose have been playing, investigating this little ruin for uh, probably an hour or two now. It's past noon. What would you two like to do? I don't know about you, Rose, but I'm getting rather hungry. Maybe we should head back. Aw, but I want to stay and play. Well, I mean, we can, but I can't. You can't tell me that you're not getting hungry. And uh, I would, I admit I have nothing with me right now. All right. Puts her arms down and slow as she can walks towards you. <laughs> she just stands there waiting for you to pick her up because she's not going to walk on her own. <laughs> I'll just kind of chuckle and, and uh, pick her up, put her on my hip. Walk back toward the horse. Right. You start to get strapped in. Anything else you want to do before you head out? Uh, was there anything else of note that we found while we were here? Not really. In the sense that whatever was here was probably already been picked clean. You got lucky with the little bits that you did find. All right. We'll just kind of take our time not to... Uh... Not in any hurry, just kind of walk around, see if there's anything else of note in the area, and slowly make our way back. Okay. You both get on wind, start to kind of trot around a little bit, seeing if there's anything else in this general vicinity, kind of walking around. Walk right through. You all kind of take one last look before you go to head out. Ready, Mom? Yep. Okay. Yeah! You hit wind. Start to gallop out. Thunk! And before you want to know what's happening, you are falling, tumbling forward. You are falling off of wind, sprawling onto the ground. Both of you here on the ground. Did I notice what happened? Did something knock us off? You quickly look back. There is a crossbow bolt in Wynn's neck. Oh no! Glancing around, you see a lone individual, face and body covered in black cloth, step out of the tree line. Roll initiative. Oh shit. <laughs> hey, that was pretty hey. good initiative for me. Hey. 17. You beat him. Wow, good. 
Now incapacitate him in one oh, turn. All <laughs> the magic missiles. <laughs> um. I. Uh, I'm actually gonna cast invisibility on Rose. Okay. Let me get him in here. And because this is the thing that's happening, I'm actually ca- I'm gonna roll for Rose. You got a five. <laughs> okay. So you cast invisibility on Rose. Go ahead and roll for it. You still there? Yeah, sorry, I was trying to... <laughs> I meant your wild magic. Oh, yes, yes. Hey. Alright. Uh, you control the energy inside you knowing what's happening right now and you hold it in. Rose is now invisible. I'm just going to keep her on the board so you can tell her where to go. Okay. But that's where she is at the moment. <laughs> um, I am just gonna quickly whisper to her um, uh, to get back like in these trees over here okay so he's gonna move in oops sorry so he's gonna move this is all the farther you can go in one turn he is going to shoot a crossbow bolt at you. Twenty-two to hit. Um, you know it's close, but yeah. <laughs> Ten piercing. Right, guys, I'm gonna die. Oh no. Okay, whatever. It's all fine. Sorcerer by yourself. No big deal. It's now Rose's turn. Um, she's gonna do what you she told what you told her to do. She runs over here. Uh, she's gonna make a stealth check. See if she can stay quiet. Okay. Uh, your turn. Okay. Um. Yeah, I thought about it as soon as it was Rose's turn. Uh, okay. Um, I am going to... Oh, gosh. Do, do I go for protecting myself, or do I... <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's see. Well, invisibility is concentration, yeah? Yes, it is. And I can only do one person at a time right now, yeah? Yes. Okay, so then... Um... Okay, I'm gonna... I'm gonna go ahead and magic missile at second level. Shit, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Hey. Okay, 10 points of damage. Go ahead and roll your d20. 
<laughs> it's really close. <laughs> All right. So you, 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 you take your hand, start to coalesce the magic to get ready for magic missile. Um, you feel that surge of energy coming from you, and you uh, just manage to hold it off. Sigh of relief. Pow! It comes through anyway. Go ahead, roll a d100. Uh, 87. Okay. Be something good and helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as, as you cast the spell, you feel that surge of wild magic burst out, even though you're pretty sure it should have stayed. And, thook, 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 thook. You look around, there are three illusory duplicates of you. Nice. You cast mirror fucking image. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh, that I'm... is unbelievable. That's perfect. Perfect. That, okay. that could not have worked any better. Yeah. Well, it could have, but still. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then so I'm that a... is your turn. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna oh, back yeah, away this direction, try and lead him away from Rose. Okay. Is he a drow? No, it's just the assassin token. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, that's, that is definitely of note. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah. So it's his turn. He kind of... <clears throat> Looks around quickly, doesn't doesn't see anybody. He kind of steps forward, steps over wind, moves to here, sees you kind of backing off, kind of snarls at you. Just give me the child. She's all I require. He takes a shot. I mean, yeah, uh huh. Okay. So go ahead and roll for mirror image. Um, what do I roll for that? Uh, it's a d20, I believe. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, he fires off the crossbow bolt, and it passes through one of the illusions. Okay. No! <laughs> okay. Oh, you better stay there, baby girl. She stays. Stays okay. quiet. <laughs> Comes back to you. Okay. Um... I. Oh my gosh, that is what I do. Um, <laughs> I'm not freaking out at all. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Um, you're you're very lucky. I very nearly did this fight on whispers, so the rest of the party didn't know what was happening. But I decided <laughs> against it. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to. Uh, let's go ahead and use firebolt. All right, go ahead and roll to attack. 
You fire off the firebolt, and it just comes right across his armor. No effect. Oh, dang it. Okay. Uh, uh, and I'm just gonna keep backing away, leading him away. Alright. Comes back to him. He moves up. Uh, this time, he's gonna dash and get right up into melee with you. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> so he can't attack this turn. But he's right, right there with you. <laughs> Throws his turn. Um, off in the distance, you hear, Mommy, where'd you go? No, damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he kind of turns around. Your turn. Okay. Um... Gosh, that changes what I was going to do. Okay. Um, I'm going to poison spray right in his face. All right. That is a con save, I believe. Mm-hmm. DC 15. That's a fail. Yeah. Yeah. Five points of poison damage. No. Eleven points of poison 11 damage. Eleven points of poison damage, yeah. Sorry. Thought I said five <laughs> for some reason. Uh, so you throw your hand forward, that familiar puff of smoke. <coughs> and just starts hacking and coughing. Now, I don't think there's any other additional effects from that. No. No. Okay. But I am going to kind of move back this direction and just put myself between him and her. Okay. Uh, it's his turn. He is going to run past you this direction. So you get an attack of opportunity. That's his full movement. That misses, unfortunately. And then he moves here. And you hear him start yelling, Where are you? Come out! It's Rose's turn. She's gonna try and stay quiet. Stealth check. That's a two. Uh, so, you hear twigs and leaves rustling. So say you aren't sure where she is now because you uh, you lost sight of her. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't see her anyway, but. <laughs> but you 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 told her where to go initially, so I left her on the map. Now you're not sure where she where she went. Okay. I'm gonna move over here. And man, it'd be really nice if I had that diamond right now. <laughs> 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 um. I suddenly teleport it over to you. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna do another magic missile at second level. Go for it. Yeah. And here's the D20. Seventeen. So that's a total of, what is that, seven, 
nine, twelve points of damage. Yeah. Um, with with this magic missile, you see the bolts come off. <laughs> they slam all into his back. No, 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 no. He's looking really hurt. Okay. Uh, it's his turn. He is going to move this direction since he heard Rose move and see if he can find her invisibly. He has disadvantage on this roll to try and find her. Uh, so he grabs her. Damn it. Okay. And unfortunately, she is light enough where he does not lose any speed. So he he is right here. He has five feet of movement left. So they both move to essentially that square. Uh, It's Rose's turn. She's going to try to get out of his grip. Come on, baby girl. I'm going to roll for him. Ah! <laughs> Let's see what she does. Come on, baby, come on. Ah! So, you you can't see her right now based on your positioning. Um, you you just hear her, <laughs> and and you hear him start yelling. She so she wiggles free. I'm gonna say that's her movement, and then she's gonna move here. She's still invisible. Okay. So he's going to he's going to try to grab her again with disadvantage. That's only one. Okay. Because she's 5, her armor class is 10. So he misses. <laughs> So let's see if I, yeah, that, that's, that's her movement. And because she got grabbed, she's going to try and firebolt him. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> so it's just a straight roll, unfortunately, because she's yeah. five. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, so she, she comes back into existence as a firebolt. You see, you see a shot of red just fire over his head off in this distance, in this direction over here. Okay. Your turn. Okay. First of all, moving myself between him and her. Um, and that puts me close enough that I'm going to uh, do poison spray again. All right. <sighs> Shitty damage, though. Man. See what he rolls. What's your DC? Fifteen. You want to guess how many hit points he has left? Please tell me it's three. <laughs> it's three. Yeah. Uh, so you throw your hand forward. Whoosh, the poison spray. Uh, he starts choking. He starts throwing up and then choking on his own vomit. Oh, right, bastard. And then he falls over, not moving. Nice. And that's where we're going to take a break. Uh, Okay.
Then when we come back, Nix is going to chop off his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well done. I was oh actually worried after that first attack. I was like, oh shit. So was I. Well, and when, <laughs> yeah. If it hadn't been for that freaking mirror image, man, I would have been down to seven hit points. It would not have been good. Yeah. <sighs> That's what three times that wild magic has saved your ass. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> I, I don't think you've actually rolled a bad effect on wild magic yet. I mean, I mean it, that, that the head thing. Was I was going to say the plant in the head. Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not bad in any way, shape, or form. It's just RP, but neutral. <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta go find my heart now. I think it flew out of my mouth sometime, like <laughs> five minutes ago. Try to find it before we start up again. <laughs> about the moment that he grabbed her was about the moment that it left my body. Yeah. <laughs> It was at that point I knew he was gonna die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Break then. All right. So come back around what ten till? If everyone comes back before that. We'll see. Next, your battle has just ended. The man is, like, still kind of twitching on the ground in front of you. Rose has just broken into tears hysterically, just sobbing, kind of, like, moving this direction to get away from him. What are you doing? Don't go too far. Stay next to me. And she starts walking back. I'm just slowly approaching him, just making sure that he is actually down. (laughs) Make a medicine check. Oh, great. I'm really good at that. <laughs> Five. <laughs> he looks dead. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start looking through his pockets, looking for any any signs of um, I don't know, orders or anything like that. Anything that can point me toward where it came from. Make an investigation check. Natural Ooh. 20. <laughs> when you needed it, she came through. Alright. <laughs> so you, you spend the next five or so minutes. You actually call Rose, out, Rose over and Rose actually helps you out. Kind of look through his pockets. Um, this is her first time looting a body, and she's five. Good job. Yay! I'm a um, good mom. Uh, you find a very nice set of studded leather armor, still in fairly decent shape after the fight. You can take that back if you wanted. You also find uh, 19 platinum pieces. Wow, dang, okay. 31 gold pieces. Not broke anymore, guys. His short sword, which he never got to use. (laughs) His crossbow and nine crossbow bolts. Uh, It is a uh, light crossbow. And you also find an opal stone. 
Okay. In addition, you find a note. I wondered. And I will whisper it to you. Okay. Um, soon as I read it over, I pocket it, um, and I assume wind is dead. Go over, make a medicine check. Oh, great, because that worked really well last time. Five again. <laughs> you get down next to wind, kind of look, look around. You actually put your hand on wind's chest. And he is breathing. Okay. He was, he is unconscious. The, the sneak attack crit from Assassinate oh, was, no, was not enough to max your horse. That, wow. It was, it was four points shy of <laughs> maxing your horse. Man. So wind, so wind is still alive. Um, not in very good shape, though, with a crossbow bolt through his neck. Yeah. But still alive. Okay. <sighs> How far are we from the farm at this point? You guys rode for probably in half, no, I would say an hour at least, between just gentle riding before leaving to go to the ruin. Okay. So you're you're a pretty good distance. Man. Uh... Gosh, okay. Um I Gosh, I don't want to use my only healing potion on the horse. So uh, I'm just I'm just gonna leave him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold Rose. She is not leaving from the side of me, and we're gonna start heading back. Okay. If you want, before you leave, I will let you make another medicine check to try to speed his recovery. Because you've you, you've been on the road long enough, you know how to tend and bandage certain wounds, I would okay. say. So I'll, I'll give you a medicine check to try to help him out. <gasps> Natural 20! <laughs> um... Yeah, so you are pretty sure <laughs> that uh, removing this uh, crossbow bolt is probably uh, thing number one to do. <laughs> so you are definitely able to pull it out, and there's a little bit of blood, but you stem it as quick as you can. And over the next ten or so minutes, wind comes back to consciousness. Awesome. At one hit point. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna 
I mean, does does he look like he can carry us? You can certainly try. We're gonna we're gonna try for it. If we can okay. get there any faster. You both get on. It is very slow going, but he does seem to be able to barely keep your weight, seeing as how Rose is so little. And I am, I am looking around me the entire time, looking for anything out of the ordinary. Make a perception check. Uh, eight. You're you're either amazing or awful right now. It's I know, right? Uh, you are <laughs> hyper focused the entire way back to the farm, watching any little movement, even a fawn just like jumping across the field. You are antsy and readying to cast magic missile. You are still on edge, but you do eventually make your way back to the farm. And with that, we'll go ahead and switch back over to everybody else. Yeah. So what are what's everybody else doing? Following Zeno to the yeah. Yep. Yeah. Alright. Zeno leads you to the caretaker's residence. So, Zeno takes you over. You all now are outside. What would you like to do? I'm just going to go ahead and open the door like I did before. <laughs> okay. Zeno just walks in. Excuse me. And he'll kind of call in for attention. Okay. Uh, you, you're back. Did, did you bring someone? Uh, I did. He's an excellent healer. And I'll gesture for Graffiti to come in. Okay. Walking. Graffiti and uh, Finn and Ezra, you see the same individual that you had previously seen enter Tana's, that same clothing, same garb. Hello. Sorry I wasn't uh, as forthright as before. Um, I'm Augusta. I'm a resident um healer, I guess, even though I can't actually heal. Mostly people come to me when they have um, weird ailments, I guess. It's the best way to describe it. Um, and your friend here said that you were a, a good healer? Uh, yes, I can certainly try. Uh, what is wrong with the man? Well, as, as far as we can tell, there's really nothing wrong with him except uh, a couple of days ago he was uh, walking near the near the, the main street and he just kind of fell over hmm. and he was out of it ever since I'm not really sure what to make of it do you mind if I have a look at them it's up to him not me is he like right next to her <laughs> No, no, you, you guys are, like, out in, like, the, the hallway. Okay. And as she says this, you hear a gruff voice say, Bring him back! Excuse me. <laughs> Augusta kind of, like, rolls her eyes and says, Come on. And she takes you 
down uh, past a couple of empty beds before opening a curtain and walking inside. In here, you see a middle-aged, getting up there in age, human male, dark hair with streaks of gray. He's got a little bit of a beard going on. Tattered clothes. Doesn't look to be too well off by any means. And he's just kind of sitting there watching you enter. Augusta says you're gonna take a look, huh? Uh, Yes, if you don't mind, I will see what I can do. He kind of holds up his arms in almost a Christ-like pose and waits for whatever you're going to do. Does he look like he's injured in any way or any, like, uh, ashes, anything like that, anything visual? Make a medicine check. 18. Okay. You spend the next five minutes or so going over his entire body, you know, like, pressing on areas that certain often show weakness with old age seeing you know if there's potential cognitive issues kind of like maybe he suffered a concussion or and you can't really find anything wrong uh, apart from apparently Augustus saying having fallen unconscious for a couple of days he seems perfectly fine where did this happen Apparently, it was just in the main thoroughfare outside all the the altars. Was it near a pedestal with half a man on it? Uh, no, it wasn't near the pedestal. Uh, and it's not a man, at least as far as we know. What do you know about it? It doesn't look like. Well, I suppose you can't really tell what gender it is. There's definitely half of someone. I mean, that's... That's what it is. It's a plinth of the unknown god. No one knows who it's to or what it's for. It's been there as long as anybody in this town can remember. But like I said, that's not where I fell. I fell out towards the main street. Hmm. What you feel... Perfectly fine now? Or do you feel dizzy? Do you feel off at all? I feel fine for someone who was just asleep for two days. I look at Ezrin and say... Is Ezrin in the same room? Did he follow me in, <laughs> actually? Yeah, I'd assume I followed you. For simplicity's sake, you're all there. I just uh, turned to Ezrin and say... I think he is fine, but do you think it might be worth just casting a quick heal spell just to make sure? Hmm. I mean, as far as health, he seems decent enough, but anything that might cure disease or poison might help. That was what was on my mind as well. Uh, if you don't mind, sir, I'd like to try something. Sure, if you think it'll help. It is worth a shot. I'll uh, put my hand on the shoulder and cast Lesser Restoration. Okay. Do you touch him on the shoulder? You put your holy symbol back on? Yeah, it's been on since I put it back on at our, uh, our 
That was not quote unquote real. So it's oh. still in your bag. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> then I will I will put it back on. It, is something wrong? Are you having oh oh right. So you put your symbol back on, clasp it, kind of touch him on the shoulder, and release that healing energy. It, it, it goes in, he seems to kind of relax for a second, and then come back to himself. Is that supposed to do something? Mm. If there was anything wrong, and but do you feel any different? No. See, Augusta, I'm fine. I can go home. I I suggest getting some rest, but I, I do believe you are okay. I just had two days. My crops haven't been tended to in two days. I suppose I will let you make that decision on your own, sir. But uh, I think I think you are fine from what I can tell. Um, excuse me, did, did we not get your name? My name? What's it to you? I was just trying to give you a formal greeting, but that's fine nonetheless. Um, sir, uh, you say you don't remember anything up to the incident when you fainted, wasn't Steve remembers everything that happened up until then. Nice to meet you, Steve. I'm Ezrin. This is Graffiti. Shakes your hand. So were you maybe dehydrated? Was it a hot day or it just was kind of sudden it came over you? From what I remember, I was fine. Then all of a sudden I just kind of... But, I mean, it's summer, so I guess it's possible and... I was out in the fields all day, so I really hadn't been drinking too much water. Augusta, do you think that's it? And she kind of face palms. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. I, I doubt that would have you out for two days, though, which is why that... I'm sorry, but I keep prying. Um, you didn't hear or maybe see anything before you fainted. Not that I remember, no. If hmm. if I if I did, whatever it did is what sent me under, and I don't remember it. And where did you say this happened? Um, relative to the worn and weary and fire and petals. Uh... It was probably right outside fire and petals, maybe hmm. in between the two. Seems like a similar location, does it not, Graffiti? Hmm. I definitely want to investigate that best. Well, thank you, Steve. I hope your uh, crops don't suffer too much. Is there anything we can do to, to help you? Do you want to tell a field? <laughs> Esrin kind of looks around in his party. Do we want to till a field? I would. I'm not really built for farm work. Yeah, he, he he says, uh, go do your thing, and he stands up. Augusta, I'm leaving. You're not keeping me here any longer. 
and he gets up, pats you on the shoulder. I appreciate you coming to see me. I'm sorry I wasted your time. And he walks out the front door. Well, it was worth looking into anyway. But, uh, we should get going. Yeah, sorry we couldn't be of more help, Augusta. We will be, uh, leaving now. It's fine. People, uh, set in their ways, I suppose. Has there been anyone else that something like this has happened to? Um, no, he's not the only one. It happens periodically. Every few weeks we get one, maybe a couple months, and then another one happens. I don't know why it occurs, and it's always in that same area. That is unusual. We've had clerics look over. Maybe it's some sort of unholy area on the ground. Nothing. You just haven't had the right cleric coming through town. <laughs> Feeling full of yourself today, Graffiti. It's much different than the expression you wore an hour ago. Mm. <laughs> Renewed confidence. Um, tell us, uh, are the ones that this happened to before still in town, or...? Uh, most of them, I, I assume. But their stories are basically identical. You're not really going to get anything else. Basically just were feeling fine, then passed out for at least a couple of days, and then came back to most of them in one of these beds. And she kind of waves her arm around. Uh, the same as Steve, then. And they, they've they been fine ever since. As far as I can tell. They haven't been back. I think we have plenty to go on. Thank you for your time, Augusta. I'll leave. Well, if you need anything else, I'm always here. We're going to get outside, I don't know. Okay, you guys walk back outside. There is one thing that we can do without disturbing the people. Um, so we can try that, and then we should probably head back to, uh, we can return at night, I suppose, and have another look at everything, but let's go back to the pedestal. I, have an I idea. still have a few things to sell, actually. Oh. We have time, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what time is it? Is the logical question. Yeah, I, I, I was going to get it, and I didn't want to talk to everybody. Um, as of now, with the journey to town, because remember, it's not like right outside town. It's it's a decent way in. Um, for everything you guys have done so far, talking to Steve, it's probably two or three in the afternoon. Yeah, we have time. How about this? Here's what I propose. Um, maybe somebody could go get Nyx since we were focused on doing something tonight in town anyway. Um, or we could split into two groups, but I, I don't like that idea. And going back to the farm as a group just to bring her back kind of doesn't make sense to me. Well, I'm off selling things if you're done graffiti you can head back and pick her up mm, I, 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 I suppose I could go back after 
I can I can take the ride if you want to stay here and investigate it. Just keep an eye on him, Finn. Got it. Is there a, a inn or tavern here? It's a, the lyrical cat was the tavern, right? Maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's all meet up. Uh, how long does it take to get back to the? Ask me how long Ezrin's gonna be. Yeah, how long does it take to get back to the farm? Uh, depending on how quick you're going, between a half an hour and to an hour. Okay. Yeah. So let's say meet back at the lyrical path in two hours, or whenever you get back, we'll wait for you. Sounds good. Yes, I don't know that Nix will want to be separate from her daughter, but might as well check up on her, nonetheless. Sounds good. Zeno, uh, Finn, are you going with me? I know, Zeno, you gotta go shopping. Yeah, I'm looking to get rid of some, uh, short swords I have. Iron petals. Great man. Okay. I mean, I hadn't considered it. I. Do you want to come with me, Finn, or do you want to stay here with Graffiti? I'll keep my eye on Graffiti. I know he likes to get out of hand, like uh, that last time we were in. <laughs> yes, that was quite unexpected. Uh huh. Did you want a ride on my shoulder, little one? Nope. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. All right, we have our uh, our goals. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to seek out uh, the horse, Blackie, and start riding for the farm. All right. You get back in the cart. Uh, I think I'm going to leave the the cart. I'm just going to take the horse, assuming it has a saddle. It does. I think that'll be faster. Okay. You saddle up. <laughs> and head out coming to the Stewart farm in half an hour 45 minutes roughly well let's just go ahead and finish out everything in town and then we'll switch back over to the farm cool so, so who has business still in town myself and Zeno Okay, so Zeno's going to fire and pedals. What do, what are you doing, Graffiti? Going back to the, <coughs> excuse me, going back to the pedestal with Ben. Uh, okay, all right. So Zeno, you walk into fire and pedals. Did I? Uh, I put that in your journal. Uh, so you walk in and see that same human man, the wooden single-story building with the blue roof, still. A mess, stuff everywhere. The man is actually not working at the moment. He appears to be sitting down and having some sort of bread and cheese for lunch. Sorry, uh, I could wait for you to finish that, and I'll just take a look around and wait. No, no, it's all right. What can I do for you? He kind of puts the sandwich down and gets up. 
just looking to get rid of a few things that I found in my travels. Oh, I'm getting lots of sales today. Not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> what are you looking to sell? Uh, I got a few daggers here that I picked off some goblins. Not in very good shape, but I assume you could use them for something. Melt them down. Uh, let me see them. Give them the four daggers. Okay. Uh, four daggers. Yeah, I can see what you mean. They've been through a lot. Some of them are rusted. Yeah, a lot of them are bent out of shape. Looks like they were hacking rocks. Uh, I'll give you eight silver for the lot of them. Sounds fair. Alright. Gives you eight silver. And then I'll uh, take out the two short swords, some hand crossbows, and the 15 bolts I have, too. <laughs> Got a couple other things here, too. Where were you carrying all that? Your bag's not that big. <laughs> I shrug. It's an adventurer thing, I suppose. <laughs> I'm to shove them in. <laughs> It's amazing they didn't rip your bag apart. Alright, so what What are you <laughs> What are you giving him? How much of what? It's two hand crossbows, two short swords, and then 15 bolts. Okay. Uh, what, are, what are you looking to do with these? Uh, just to sell them. Hmm. Well, the two short swords and the bolts are easy. I can give you five silver for the bolts. For the swords. These are in a little bit decent quality. I bought one earlier today. It was in damn bad shape. These are a little better, so I'll give you five gold for both. Alright, that seems fair. Alright. Don't deal in crossbows much, though, huh? Well, I can. Problem is, is that not a lot of people around here will buy a crossbow. Not many... Too many folks are looking to buy weapons. Plus, around here, expensive. Get one of these suckers new. It's 50 gold pieces. People around here don't make that in a decade. Well, they do, but you get my point. It's not something that's usually on their shopping list, if you know what I mean. Right. So, if you want, if you want to sell them, I can make you an offer. That's probably not going to be something that you like. What do you have in mind? I'll take both of them for 15 gold. Fifteen gold? How about you throw in a, a new crowbar too? I think I should get a new one of those. Crowbar? If you have 
I can do that. I think that's that's more than fair. Alright, it's a deal. Alright. He kind of smiles and looks really, looks really, really happy. Takes both crossbows. Goes over and gets you a really pristine looking crowbar. Well, thank you, sir. Well, you have a good one. Yeah, you too. He goes back to his food. Alright. Uh, Finn and Graffiti, you are both out at the plinth. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to use uh, Detect Magic around the uh, castle. Let's see if uh, anything pops up. You cast Detect Magic. You do not detect any magic. Damn it. And I suppose you're not going to let me do another investigation. <laughs> you can. It'll just be with a higher DC. Let's give it a shot. You never know. Nineteen. Okay. You spend another probably half an hour, 20 minutes, just kind of like sitting around the outside and... You're not, like, actively digging up out at the outside because there's people around, based on what you said previously. You're just kind of, like, feeling it, running your hand around. You don't really find anything else, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, how much would it be to uh, load up on food for the horses? We don't have to roleplay that out, but... yeah. I will say, and you guys don't have to worry about the weight because it'll just go in the in the cart. I'll say you can get. How, how much do you want? Uh. Three years. How much could fit reasonably uh, fit in the cart? <laughs> you think that with two people up front, so you'd have three people in the back, you can probably get probably a week or two's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I'll settle for about a week's worth. Okay. I will say that you go to one of the local stables, stable hands, and just ask for food, and you barter in exchange, and he does give you uh, a week's worth of uh, feed for the horses for, uh, I'll say, five gold. Okay. Um, I don't know if we want to do this now or just back on it, but uh, I was going to buy two rations and I just forgot. Can I do that now or is the shop closed or do you just want to back on it and say I did it one? We can say that after you give up looking at the pedestal, you can go buy as many rations as you want. Um, just tell me how many you want, and I'll tell you how much it costs. Just two. Uh, two. Gold. Yep, done. All right. Nix, back over to you at the farm. Okay, I, uh come in very carefully and I'm looking for any sign that he was here before he found us. Okay. Just like in this general vicinity or like are you walking around the perimeter? 
Uh, like as I'm as I'm coming up to the farm, I'm just keeping an eye out and you know just seeing if he was there first. See if anything's out of place. Make a perception check. Nineteen. Trotting up very slowly on wind. Nothing immediately seems out of place. You see off in the distance, Nicholas and Mark are off tilling the fields. Seems normal. Don't immediately see Esther or Amelia, but they could be in one of the barns, they could be in the house. Okay, um, I get down off first, and I, uh, I'm gonna go inside the house, and I am carrying Rose with me. I'm not letting her out of my sight. Okay. I will say, as you were traveling, because I didn't want to leave everyone else on their own for too long, Rose did ask, Mom, why, why did that man attack us? <sighs> We've talked a little bit before, the reason that Mama has to leave all the time, but I'm afraid that you are not safe here anymore. You're going to have to come with Mama from now on. But, but this is where I'm from. I know. And I'm sorry. But I don't want anything to happen to you. I don't want anything to happen to them either. But it... They they were after me, not you. We'll, we'll talk more about it, sweetheart. Okay. And then she stays quiet for the rest of the journey back. Okay. Yeah, I get us down off the horse and I go inside. I'm with Esther. Okay. Esther is inside. She's uh, starting to prep dinner. Uh, so it, it is getting towards mid-late afternoon. Oh, you're back? How, uh, how was the ride? Hope it was fun. Uh, Esther, I'm afraid that we, that we need to leave. And I need to take Rose with me. What? 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 What happened? We were attacked. This entire time, she she's had her back to you as she's like cutting like vegetables and uh, potatoes. And as soon as she turns and sees you, kind of hurt. Oh goodness! Um, she runs over and starts tending to your wounds. Attacked by by who? What? I'm afraid that he's... I need to get her away from here as soon as I can. You're sure he's found her? I pull out the note and show it to her. She takes a second to read through it. Well, this is obviously troubling but and she kind of points out the last sentence to you if that one's true and who knows how much we can trust it but if that one's true they don't know I 
But I don't know how many others there are. I don't know if it was just this man or if there are others looking for her as well. What if... What if I hadn't been here? What if it had just been... What if it had just been you? I could have... I could have gotten you all killed. She doesn't respond to your question. She just hugs you. Look, things are obviously a little difficult at the moment. Let's let's get some some tea in you. Maybe a little bit of brandy. Want some brandy? No. Okay, just tea. And she starts to she stops dinner prep and and switches to tea. I, I I don't sit down. I just I'm still just standing there holding Rose. Okay. Look, I'm I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I she's not mine as much as I think of her as as being one of mine. And I can't say how much it would hurt Amelia, but at the end of the day it's your decision. What, what what did this man look like? What, what what was he wearing? What was he doing? I kind of de- describe his garb, um, and uh, and mention what he said to me. Well, it does seem that he was after her. That's quite undeniable. But if if he knew where we were and where she was, why wouldn't he have come before? Why why wouldn't they have sent someone before you got here? I don't know. There's there's too many too many questions and not enough answers. But if he was looking for her and did not know where she where she was, how could he have possibly just stumbled upon us out there? We were in the middle of nowhere. There's he had to have been watching us. She kinda thinks about it for a minute. Let me see that note again. Hand it back over. She kind of reads through it again. Dear, I'm going to point something out, and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I grew up with, let me see, five brothers and six sisters? Twelve of us. So, words meant a lot. What you said meant things. I don't think he was tracking Rose. I think he was tracking you. And she specifically points out the first line. Then I need to leave. Now. 
she she kind of looks downtrodden. That's, I I don't know whether you should or shouldn't. Uh, my horse it uh, was injured. I'll, I'll I'll go tell Nicholas. Your friends are unfortunately still at town. But I'm not sure when when they'll be coming back. Um, but please sit down, rest. The little one probably needs a nap after all that. All right. And then she goes outside and goes goes to get Nicholas. So it's just you and Rose in the house for a little bit. I'll uh, take her to her room and just kind of lay her down. Just sit on the edge of the Okay. And you notice that throughout most of this conversation, you've kind of been unconsciously just kind of rocking her back and forth in your arms. And she's pretty tired. Almost asleep even. As you actually look down at her. Yeah, so I'll just go carefully lay her down. She just kind of takes to the bed and rolls over. Yeah, I just kind of sit by her bed and just... Uh, It's about a half an hour or so before... Ezrin shows up on Blackie. Walk up and you see, and I guess I can go ahead and put this on the map, huh? Makes it a little bit better. You see both Esther and Nicholas kind of standing um, near Wind, who is kind of standing by the water trough and just drinking water. Uh, did you show the map? Because... I, 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 I gotta get you back over there give me a second oh gotcha yep uh, so I'm gonna approach him kind of look at when oh, oh my god what happened um Esther and Nick's kind of or I'm Nick's Esther and Nicholas kind of share a look um I don't think we're the ones to give you details apparently Nick's was attacked while you were gone. No. It's terrible. Do they seem to be healing the horse sufficiently, or just kind of doing what they can? They seem to be doing what they can for people who don't know magic and are farm folk. Okay. I will. Uh, Let me read this real quick. Oh, I didn't mean to do that, but yeah, I'll kiss that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So you touch wind and kind of touch the neck where where you see a wound kind of on both sides. Oh, what the heck happened? And you do heal him for 10 points. And he starts to feel a little bit better and get a little bit more pep back in his step. Once again, we appreciate your hospitality. I'm going to go check on Nyx. Alright. And they just kind of have dark looks as you walk away. 
you eventually hear footsteps, Nick's, inside the house, and the footsteps seem to be beelining for Rose's room after a minute. He kind of knocks gently. Nix? He knocks again. Nix? You're muted. Ah, that's why, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I come out and uh, kind of gently close the door behind me and uh, kind of wipe some tears from my face. My God, what happened, Nix? You see, much like wind, a bolt wound in her kind of like abdomen. Her clothes are bloody. They've been... I was right. They've been tracking me. Hmm. And I led them right to her. Well, have you decided what you want to do moving forward if they're tracking you? I think... Might be a good idea to leave as soon as possible. Yes. We should go and... I honestly don't know if she's safer here or with me. Well, there's a few things, right? I think if they're tracking you, she'll be all right here. You, I take it you killed the one that assaulted you? Yes. Then hopefully he had no way of sending word back. I think for the time being... She'll have most peace of mind here, especially traveling with us on the road isn't exactly a place for a little girl. Yes. But uh, we should leave as soon as possible. He kind of reaches out and he puts a hand on her shoulder, uh, uses lay on hands for five points and says, I trust you've said your farewells then. Give me a minute, please. I'll go back in the room. And I'll just kind of lightly shake Rose awake. Uh, Hi. Hi, sweetheart. Um. I'm, I'm feeling better now. Good. I'm glad. Are, are you feeling better now? A little bit. That sort of helped me. You you really showed that guy. He was mean. <laughs> he was. Listen, sweetheart. From what... From what that paper said that we found. They found you because they were following me. And I want to make sure that they don't find you. So Mama's going to leave now. You're going to leave already? It's only been been a day. I know. But (laughs) we... He's... 
and she, and she she whispers, "He's he's dead. He can't hurt us." I know, baby, but I don't know how many more there are. Well, if there's more, then we'll just get them too. And she kind of sits up a little bit more urgency now, realizing what you're saying. I can, I can keep practicing. And and she starts cantrips and then lets them go. She doesn't actually do them. You're you're so brave. You did so good. But I I can't let them fight you. I can't. And I don't want them to hurt your family here. They won't. I'll make sure of it. Good. I just kind of take her hands in mine and I need you I need you to be brave, okay? I don't think I'm the one who needs to be brave right now. Maybe be brave enough for Mama too. And I just kind of kiss her on the forehead. I say, I'm, I'm going to go with my friend now. Okay. And I'm going to make sure that they don't find you. Will you come back? As soon as I can, I promise. But I want to make sure that they cannot follow me anymore. She gets up and just kind of jumps into your chest and holds you as tight as she can. And I just squeeze her back. She doesn't let go first. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) For a long time. (laughs) 20 minutes go by. Ezrin, eventually, Nix and Rose step out of the door, both a little teary-eyed. And I uh, kind of pull out my uh, my feather that's around my neck, and I just kind of show it to her, kind of grip it in my hand. And I say, uh, remember that you have one you, and every time I hold it, I will think of she grabs hers. Always. Okay. Uh, Esrim's going to approach Rose and kind of take a knee to kind of get down on her level. Um, though there, little one, we're going away again. I'm sorry. Hopefully we'll be back soon. I heard your mom did some quite impressive things out on the road. Yeah, my mom's the best. I heard you tried as well. And she kind of blushes and puts her head in in her arms. Keep it up. I'm sure you'll be as good, if not better, than your mom one day. She's a great role model to have. Yeah, she really is. And then he kind of stands up. So are we ready, Nix? Yes. Let's go. 
You both walk outside. Ezrin hops on Blackie. Wind, looking a little bit more rejuvenated than the last time you saw him. Nyx. Trots up to you and kind of nuzzles you a little bit. Sorry about that, my friend. And I uh, just kind of go over to to Esther and Nicholas and... Yeah, they're, they're just kind of watching the house as you exit. I wish I had a better way to stay in touch. I think it is... Uh, it's best for me to keep moving. If they're tracking me, I don't want to hurt you. I'm not gonna lie, Nix. I was not expecting that. I, uh... I need to apologize to you. For what? I don't think I... For as much as you told us and everything that I know, I don't really think I took it as seriously as I should have. That could... That... That thing... Could have been on my farm. Near my family. And I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to inform every damn person in this town to be on the watch. I will not look like a failure of a father. I promise you that. Thank you. And I'm sorry for, for putting your family in danger. You aren't the one causing the danger. It's people, outside people, who don't appreciate the simple things of life. Uh, Nicholas. Mm. I do appreciate everything you're saying, keeping her safe and making sure these bastards don't do anything more, but please try to keep a level head when you do so. Find that revenge and rage can overtake your emotions sometimes. You don't want to be drawing any unwanted attention. I appreciate your words. They are true, but this isn't, uh, I guess it is. I feel, yes, I'm angry, but this is only going to fuel my fire. Then, in that case, kill as many of those bastards as you can. With pleasure. Hopefully they won't have to. Yes, first and foremost. Esther just hugs you. Stay safe. We will. I'll, uh, I'll keep checking in at the end whenever I can, but I'm going to stay as far away as I can. 
keep them as far away from her as I can. I'm going to do everything I can. And we'll always keep a vigilant eye. This this changes things. I'm just kinda nod. Let's go, Ezra. Sounds good. Once again, thanks for the hospitality, and he gives kind of a short bow. They both nod. Alright, you both get on your horses? Yep. Ride off. And I just cry the whole time. <laughs> uh, Nix, I... I do sympathize with your position. I know it's harder, but... I, too, left a daughter behind because I was afraid of... Well, you've seen what I can do. I didn't know how it would affect those around me. So, if you ever need somebody to talk to, know I'm here. Thank you. I I didn't know that you were our father. Yes, I... I, mm. Had a little boy as well. He went missing quite a long time ago, as did my wife. Sorry to hear that. Yes, it was quite long ago at this point. I try not to think about it too much. But my daughter is safe, and that's what matters. At least I hope she is. You can never be sure, right? That's... That's the hardest part of being away. Uh, I assume over the next few minutes, Ezrin's going to fill her in on what happened in town as we're riding. Okay. I'll move you guys both over to the map. You eventually both ride into town, and you are free to do what you will. I assume me and Finn would be back at the Miracle Pat's bidding room. Okay, you guys are at the tavern? Yeah, I had nothing else to do after the pedestal, so we said we were going to meet everyone at the tavern. I'll move you guys to the tavern, then. As I go in, I make sure um, Shadow is hidden deep in my pockets again stay away from keep them away from the cats <laughs> trying to shoo off the cats that because they're annoying yeah <laughs> you two eventually meet up with the other three at the lyrical cat are we on the map you should be the tavern map, bottom tavern. left. There it is. As Nick sits down, I'll look to it and be like, isn't there another tavern in this town? I don't say anything, I just shake my head. 
Ezrin's gonna call to one of the cats and see if he can get it to jump up on his lap. Of course you like cats. <laughs> Make an animal handling check. Fourteen. <laughs> Cat just stares at you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking cats. See, cats are assholes. <laughs> yes, rats are much better. Much. Do you want <laughs> me to? Act? Sorry, what was that? <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, do you want me to ask it why it won't uh, jump up? I can certainly find out. I think I know its answer. I think we should just move on. It's a fucking cat. Anyway. See <laughs> <laughs> <Zeno> no nods. <laughs> While I was out with Rose, we were attacked. And I, uh, I pull out the note and I just kind of set it in the middle of the table. Can we lean forward to look over it? Alright, give me a second. They've been tracking us. And I've led them right to her. will not be a problem anymore. But, unfortunately, I don't... I can't imagine that there is only one. Is it safe to leave her here? <sighs> I hope so. Well, I'm thinking we might be able to use this to our advantage, right? If they are tracking us and lure them into a trap, maybe. If you could take us to where you took him out, I can try to track where he came from. I don't think we should go back there. I want to get away from Rose as fast as we can. Yes, I, I don't want to idea. risk bringing them upon her again. Uh, the uh, the note mentions a sending stone. Was it on the man? I pull out the opal and I just kind of drop it on the table. Hmm. That's a thing. Does, uh, do we know if a sending stone allows us to like communicate back like whoever we're sending it to, or is it just like a sending message only? Uh, essentially, it is a sen- It is the sending spell, but it is only to that specific stone. So, would everyone know that at the table, or just bigger people, or...? Nyx, make an Arcana check. Yeah, you're really the only one who would have any arcane knowledge. Oh! Hey. oh. That's three for me today, guys! What nice. the heck? And you, you got them in a lot of critical spots, too. Yeah. So, yes, you would know 
that sending stones are paired. They are linked, and they are only linked to one other sending stone. And that essentially it is a sending spell whenever you wish to use it. But the other, that the person on the other side has to have it in their hand in order to receive the message. Whoever wanted to send a message to your enemy right in front of you. Well, I'm curious how this sending works. I've never heard of this spell. Well, I've heard of it, of course, but I don't know the details. Um, you have to pretend to be smart, Ezra. Uh, Nix, Nix, I will say you know the details of the sending spell intimately because you wish you could cast it every day. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. Uh, can he hear your voice, or is it more just... Yes, I can speak directly to him. And I have no doubt that the What about this is... assassin? Did he speak to you? Do you remember what his voice sounded like? Maybe we could impersonate him and try to pretend like we are him. I could pretend to be an assassin who came across the body. I hate to say it, but I think you're most equipped for the job, so you know? He, he kind of half it looks cocky for a second and then realizes it's an insult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if... if I want to disguise myself when I speak to him. Regardless of what we use it for, I do think it could be an upper hand, and... I think we should consider that option. But then again, Nix, I would not blame you. Just let us know if you're about to do something rash. I will. But if I do anything, it is not going to be while we are this close to Rose. I was going to say, I will make a suggestion about using it. We should wait. As soon as you use it, they will know that that assassin is not around anymore. Well, that's why I'm saying we should try to disguise ourselves as him. To say, hey, we found... I'm an asshole assassin. I've found these adventurers in the woods. I need some help. Come get me. And then we ambush them. Mm -hmm. See. You did have that disguise spell, Graffiti, maybe. It does not disguise my voice. Just my looks. Who here is good at voices? <laughs> Sorry. All of this is a moot point until we get out of town anyway. Agreed. I'm saying we don't even have to disguise ourselves him. He doesn't know any of us. One of us picked up the stone and claimed to be interested in the money off. He would know Nix's voice probably pretty well. And that is a good point, though. So, you know, if us, if we picked up the stone and said, yes, we found it on a dead assassin with a little girl, a little tiefling girl, it might be enough to lure them out and get more information. Right. They'll probably be wary, though. Well, it is Nix's uh, problem. What do you think? 
I think Nyx wants to tell him to go fuck himself. You have no idea how much I want. I wouldn't blame you. Let's go. Get out of town. Get as far away from her as we can. Or others. I think Graffiti wanted to stay overnight at least to check out that. Yeah, what time is it, by the way? <laughs> After all of this, I will say it's. early evening, so like 6, 7 o'clock. Follow-up question, how long do we need to sleep for a full night rest? 6 to 8 hours. Okay, well, if we rent a room now, we can get well-rested, wake up and do your shenanigans, graffiti, and then hit the road before daybreak. Hmm, I, I would prefer to do it at night. Um... We have to move that uh, pedestal. I do not want to do it when people are around. Right, no, I mean wake up at 1 in the morning. Right now, it's the the sun's still out. It's reasonably early. Um, I don't want to go a night without rest before we hit the road. That's true, we could do that. If you guys started a long rest, like, immediately, you would probably wake up around... Two, between 2 and 4 in the morning. If we can plan it to go 2 a.m., that would be preferable, I suppose. 4 a.m. wouldn't give us a whole lot of time. I'm gonna move over to Nyx and give her the uh, crystal she wanted. <laughs> and I pull out five flat and I'm gonna give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yes, the, the, the rest of you just start seeing Nyx pulling out bars of platinum out of her bag. Well, and like everything, like pulling out everything, I've just been deadpan. So I'm just like deadpan pulling them out and just like slapping them on the table in front of him. What the? Thank what? you? I'll, I'll collect them. Xena's not gonna pass that up. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> as much as I hate to uh, be giving Zeno more things, and I pulls out two rations and gives them to Zeno. I owe you for these from uh, the previous day. I do not like having debts. I don't care much about the rations. You can keep those. Bro, just got five platinum, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you only give Xeno platinum, or did you distribute it to the whole party? I only gave Xeno platinum for the for the diamonds that he bought for me. I'm gonna go up to the uh, counter. Hello. Hi. I was hoping to get a couple rooms. Oh. Yes. I can get you rooms. We have five in our party, so... What type of room would you like? Uh, how many beds is it to a room, usually? Get the one with the heart-shaped tub! <laughs> Kinda look back at Glare. 
<laughs> it's two beds to a room or two people in one double-sized bed. I am not uh, sleeping with Ezrin. I'll take uh, one room with the double bed and then two... another room with two beds and then a room with one bed. Ask if they do wake-up calls! <laughs> okay, sorry, so so you want two doubles and a one single? One room with the, uh... with the shared bed, and then another room with two beds, and a, another room with a single bed. That can be arranged. Total, that'll run you a gold and five silver. Sounds fair, thank you. Megrin starts passing out the keys and gives you access to all your rooms. I'll go over and pass the, uh, the keys. Pass one to next. Like you got a room by yourself, and then Ezra and Graffiti, you can share. And Finn and me will share a room. Who's the one with the one double bed? Uh, separate <laughs> beds, I trust. Of course. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> Zeno, make a deception check. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Graffiti and Ezrin make insight checks. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For once in his life, Zeno seems to be genuine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ezrin, you are really happy with the rapport you've been building with Zeno over the past couple of weeks, especially on the road. Th things weren't, you know completely smooth near Clear Springs, but the last couple of weeks and meeting Rose and everything turned out well. You know, you're, you're really starting to, to get into a groove with Zeno. He's really starting to become a great friend. <laughs> uh, for the podcast, by the way, it was a natural one. Um, <laughs> well, well, thank you, Zeno. That's mighty gracious of you. Well, I think we ought to retire now. Well, stretch really. Yeah, come on, Finn. Let's head up to bed. I'm gonna start leading the way to our room. So, Nix and Ezra and Graffiti, your rooms are over here, and then um, Zeno and Finn, your room is over here. Do you want me to just move you to your beds? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, around the bed, because no homo, but... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Ezard and Graffiti, you walk into your room to see one very solitary bed. <laughs> that motherfucker. And then I'm already in my room. <laughs> I, I look at Ezard and I say, Don't ask me to spoon you. No, <laughs> I, I've never... Uh, uh... I just curl up on the floor. Uh, we can share the bed if you'd like. I think it's. I am. Enough. I am fucking huge. 
you can take the pet. It's fine. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Act your age. <laughs> no, we can sleep head to toe so we don't wake up kissing each other. It's fine. I really don't mind. This is the first time we've had a bed in a long time, Graffiti. I, 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 am, I am perfectly... I am perfectly fine with the floor, and we will kick Zeno's ass tomorrow, okay? Uh, do I believe him that he's fine on the floor? Make an insight check. I am so sorry. No one jumped in quicker. Oh, shit. Uh, Graffiti, are you being genuine? Yeah, he's being genuine. Yes, he's fine with the floor, Ezrin. Okay, and Ezrin, like, <laughs> fucking spread eagles on the bed. Ah, uh, this is nice. <laughs> Joke's on Zeno, right? Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> Alright, anything else anybody wants to do before getting a very early night's rest? Are there any windows in my room? There are, there are two. Uh... I am going to go back and forth between the two of them, just kind of watching the streets and looking for anyone who may be watching them. Make a perception check. Thirteen. You are slightly paranoid. <laughs> it's putting it mildly. <laughs> it's it's odd. <laughs> To be in Updale and staying here, it's discomforting yet comforting at the same time to be so close yet so far. You're not really sure if this is something that's going to end up being good or bad, but it is what it is at this point. You watch the stream go by, you see drunkards walking around. Couple people get into a brawl, bar fight brawl out in the out in the streets. You see um, uh, Augusta, the healer, show up, take some people away. Nothing too out of the ordinary for Updale at night. Okay, slowly make my way to bed, but I do not sleep well. Make a. Make a wisdom save. Seventeen. You you do not anticipate being uh, able to sleep, but after the exhaustion of the day, it takes over pretty quick, and you pass out fairly easily. Anybody else want to do anything before they go to sleep? Alright. Everybody wakes up the following morning. You all reconvene in the center of the lyrical cat. Ezrin and Graffiti coming out at around the same time. meeting up with the rest of the group. 
Oh, I slept like a baby. Oh, I did too. Thanks for the luxury suite there, Zeno. I'm glad you had fun with graffiti in there. No, oh, he, he slept on the floor. You should know better than that. I don't know what you were I, trying to pull. You don't have to lie, okay? Making your friend sleep on the floor. I'm not asking for details. You can keep it to yourself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know what- I don't want to know what you did on the floor in there, okay? Uh, <laughs> graffiti, <laughs> graffiti takes out the Maroon 5 book and just kind of tosses it back and forth. Puts it back in his bag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As a note, at the moment, it is like 2 a.m. No, I'll say 3. It is 3 a.m. And everyone in the tavern, except for the, uh, a bar keep who is not Megrin, so Megrin's not there at the moment. Everyone else is either passed out or it's empty. So you are basically are the only people in here talking. And the the male bartender is just kind of like staring you guys down, wondering what the hell you're doing up at 3 a.m. Most of the group insane. Oh boy, 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kind of wave to him and lower my voice a little bit. Uh, sorry, sir, we're uh, taking off early in the morning. Didn't mean to cause a ruckus. No, you don't say. I guess we should head out, probably. Yeah, let's get I suppose we shouldn't say. Let's go. <laughs> Alright. You all exit the lyrical cat. Pick up Blackie and Wind. Head to the pedestal, wherever it is. Yeah. It's actually basically right across the street. You're able to slip in between a couple of buildings and walk right up to it. Alright, I need someone to help me try and push this thing as hard as we can without breaking it, preferably. Underneath this thing? Uh, that is the, uh, that is the idea. Uh, I am pretty strong, but, uh, could use some help. Uh, I'm gonna try to search it first and take advantage of my feet and try to see if there's a secret door in it. Um, is anybody else around? I see nobody checked for that. Yep. <laughs> Make a perception check, Finn. It's 3 a.m. Can I join him? Because I was yes. about to say that I'm still paranoid <laughs> and looking for people. You, you can make one, too. This is a perception check for a different reason. Yeah, 13. Nick, so you don't see anybody suspicious because, like Finn, you don't see anybody at all. It is the middle of the night. It is a fairly clouded over sky so that there's not much moonlight. There are a few lanterns lit amongst the town, so if, uh, Finn and Graffiti, you are not effectively blind. But it is very, very low light. Graffiti doesn't wait. He starts pushing on the pedestal. Can I yes, I'll help you, Graffiti. Zeno, you said you wanted to check it. Did you want to try and check it before Graffiti starts pushing? Yeah. Okay. Make a perception. No, investigation with advantage. 
16. Okay. You spend a little bit of time trying to see, like Graffiti said, since he thinks there seems to be a hidden something down here. You can't really find anything. Hmm. Alright, let's get this over with Graffiti. Are you ready? Ready. I'm going to push it exactly the way I saw it open in my vision. Okay. Whoever is taking the lead, make a strength check with advantage. Uh, I guess I will. Strength check with advantage. Fuck. Wow. A four and a two. Seven total. You push and push as hard as you can. Nothing. Not budging. Uh, he's gonna get really pissed off and start kicking the thing. Wait, graffiti, settle down. We don't want to attract attention. Let me try. Yep, you you kick it really hard, graffiti. Clink, and your boot hits. Ow, that really hurt. You're welcome, boo. I think I'm gonna need your help. It's quite big. Yeah, that's, that's what, what she, she said. We, we get it. We get it. <laughs> it's fucking huge. <laughs> All right, I will help you. Can't make a strike. Check, damn. Oh, sorry. I thought you guys were still RBM. <laughs> About dicks. <laughs> Ezrin, go ahead and make a strength check. Graffiti's helping me. Does that get me advantage or no? Yes, the DC is going to be higher though. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, nineteen. Okay. This time, Ezrin, you take the lead, and kind of looking at where Graffiti's feet slipped the first time, you're able to find a little bit more purchase in the ground, and you're able to just kind of get your shoulder into it, pushing. And after a couple seconds, it does begin to move. It only opens a couple inches, but it does begin to move. Do we see any opening appearing from where we move? You do not see an opening yet. Um, uh, give us a second here. I think we should work smarter instead of harder. Um, DM. So, uh, two javelins, if I was to kind of try to use them to leverage the statue in a way, are they strong enough for that or no? You could certainly try. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to take out two javelins, kind of shove them into the dirt at either side and wedge them under a little bit so we get a little bit of traction and call over the others to kind of help us to push on the javelins while we push on the statue. Well go over and do what I can with the javelins, I guess. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and make a str- another strength check with advantage, Ezra. Hey. Yeah. Uh, this time, with everybody helping, you do get the javelins in there, and you're able to wedge them open a little bit. And with that and being able to push it, uh, you move it about 18 inches, a foot and a half. <laughs> And you do see the beginnings of an opening. I just look at Ezrin and say, Faith, there it is. 
Is there enough room to fit through? Not yet. No. Especially not for Ezrin and Graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> how how big does it does it look down there? Does it look like a passage? What does it look like? You currently there's not currently enough light. With the for those with dark vision, you do see steps leading downward. There are stairs, that's good news. Uh, is it? It's as good as news as I've ever heard in the last little while. I mean, would you rather jump all the way down? No, I just mean we haven't thought about what we're heading into. We are at full strength. We took on a dragon, I think we can head down (laughs) Yes, I'm sure you'll tell that tale for days to come, we took on a (laughs) fucking dragon. Anyway, um, push one more time. Push! Alright, make another strength check with advantage, Ezra. Oh. <laughs> Natural 20. Yeah, alright. E- easily enough. It was The DC was actually descre- decreasing with each... The farther you got it. So, uh, you are able to push it a couple... Uh, another foot or so, and open the the passage completely. I look at Azrin and hold up my shields. Can you pass the light? Yep. Here you go, friend. And I immediately start heading down. On those stairs. Eager. Alright. Let me move you guys. I'll give Finn a light too. Give me one second. Alright, what's uh graffiti is first. Who's what who's after graffiti? What should marching order be? Yep. So what I'm asking. Probably towards the back. I'll go behind him. Okay, graffiti, then Finn. I'll take the middle. Alright. Assuming it's only big enough for uh, one person at a time. Yes. Sorry, Nix. You're not coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh. I have to stay behind. No, yeah, no. just wait here while they track you. You'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me get to my notes here. Okay. Stepping down into this tunnel, you notice that walls are definitely made from cured stone. There are patches of dirt where the stone seems to have either eroded or fallen away, but it does seem to look like worked stone. You end the stairs, stepping into a small chamber, roughly 15 by 25. And you do see six large pedestals in the center of the room, each with a bowl on it. Inside each bowl, there is a very fine powder. And across the way, you see an ornate metal door, upon which is a mural. Um, what is the, can I see the mural from here? Do I need to get closer? You could walk up to it and make a perception check. Mm, I'll call back to the lung and say, Zeno, I'm up in the check for traps. Could I fit past these guys? <laughs> yeah, you, you can squeeze by. That's fine. All right. 
I'll start moving up toward there and see if I can spot traps. Alright. Make an investigation check. Yeah, 13. Okay. You currently do not detect any traps in your immediate vicinity. That's not ominous at all. (laughs) (laughs) Looks okay. I'll walk up to the mural. I'll step forward a little bit to make sure. Okay. You step forward. At least the bowls don't have water in it. No, you notice the bowls do not have water. I'll have a look at the mural. Okay. Graffiti, you take a second to look at the mural. It shows a very large woman whose hands are on fire. Basically, her entire hand, fingertip all the way up to the shoulder, her arms are straight flame. She stands over some sort of creature. Uh, it has a long and lithe body with a number of heads at the end of stalks. Make a nature check. Nine. Okay. You've seen depictions of this creature before, but you're not sure what it is off the top of your head. In each hand, she grasps two of these heads, while the fifth head stands defiant, roaring up at her. And in her abdomen, there are words painted. It says, The journey forward lasts forevermore. To move ahead is to go back. The past is life, and only death is the future. The sky always burns. I read that out loud to the group so they know what it says. Um, Can I inspect the powder and the bowls? See if I recognize That's what I was just about to ask. Yeah. Sure. Both of you go ahead and make investigation checks. I am not doing well on rolls for... 13. Okay. Graffiti, you aren't sure what it is. Nyx, you kind of run it across your fingers. Give it a quick smell. You do smell a lot of chemicals that you would associate with either a match or a torch or a tinderbox. I would guess that we can fire fire on her hands and I'll start taking out uh, my tinderbox wait light it wait there are six Zeno hold on yeah I am waiting there there are six bowls you said there was only five heads on the on the girl correct does anything look different about any of the bowls? Like, are they all exactly the same, or do any of them look different? Make an investigation check. <laughs> Eleven. You look over them, all of the designs on the bowls seem to be different. Oh. That's great. Okay. Um, do any of them match in any of the artwork on that mural? can't tell from that investigation check. Shit. Um, <clears throat> sorry, but you said the lady on the mural has five hands? 
Heads. Heads, okay. Uh, how are they arranged? So, are you moving up to the mural, Ezra? Uh, yeah, I'd move close enough to see. Okay, I mean, you'd have to get, like, up here to really look at it. Okay, yep. Go ahead and make a nature check. So you, you see what graffiti says, or what graffiti sees. Oof. That one. <laughs> yeah, you do not know. Jeez. You see uh, that this same creature that graffiti sees, the woman whose whole arm is aflame, she's holding two of the heads in each hand, so two on two in her right, two in her left, and then one in the center that's like standing defiant up towards her face. Mm, I mean, based on either alone, we could assume that the the ones on the side here are probably supposed to be lit. Yeah, so I was thinking everything except the one at the bottom here. Yeah, but. What if we're wrong? I, I posted the text in the chat, BT Dubs. Cool. Thanks. Yes, that was troubling me as well, Graffiti. What if we're wrong? We don't know what we're getting into here. Can I, uh. Can I inspect the, the two middle ones and see what the artwork is? You said there was like a, a, a difference in the artwork. Was there anything specific about it like what it looks like it's not really a difference in artwork basically it's just the patterns of carvings and glyphs on the bowl are not the same so like they're they're not super ornate it it, it appears that each bowl was made around the same time it, it's it's essentially asking a kindergarten class to each draw a picture of a man there's going to be six kindergartners that draw you a picture of a man, but they're not. But none of them are going to look. I see. I get it. Well, I I dragged you all down here. If someone you wants said to. On the mural, one of them looks uh, defiant. On the mural up here. Yes. Are there any that look any of the men painted on the uh, bowls? They look defiant. Make an investigation check. Fifteen. Not particularly. They just look look like bowls, each with powder inside. All right. We have to try something. So, why don't you guys um, back up into the hall? I will take a torch and light the ones that me and Ezra thought were probably the right ones. We'll see what happens. I can take a hit if something comes out of the walls or something. Do you have a torch? Yeah, I've got the... Uh, wait, actually, do I? Hold on. I have a tinderbox, actually, so I can just use a Okay, but do, but do you have an actual torch? Because you dragged one onto the map to see... Uh, oh. I cast lights on him. Yeah, that's oh, light. Okay. Yeah. Alright, gotcha. But I have a tinderbox to light stuff, so I assume I can just use that. Okay, that's fine. Okay, everybody out. <laughs> um, graffiti, I'm gonna politely decline. I'm gonna stay with you. I'll, I'll light the ones on this side. 
I do agree everybody else should leave though. Okay. Do you know, Nix? Finn has been standing in the hallway the whole time, hasn't even really moved in. <laughs> Finn, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just waiting for you guys to spring a trap. <laughs> Thank you for the confidence, hey. little one. Oh, wise beyond your years. Alright, I will take the left, you take the right. Sounds good. Are you ready? Yeah, so don't light the bottom one. Right, yes. Alright. So we're gonna light them, so we're gonna light the, uh, both, both, both on the side, and then the top one, but not the middle one, not the bottom middle one. Okay. So you, are you doing it like at the same time, or are you just yeah. lighting them to light them? We'll, we'll like sync, sync up with each other on, on the sides and then meet in the middle. Okay. So, you light these. And then, which what was the other one you were going to light? This one. That one, yeah. Okay. You light it. Nothing happens. Hmm. Well, might as well try the sixth one for shits and giggles, and I light the sixth one. Sorry if I'm in your way there. <laughs> yep, you're alright. It's on a different layer, so I, it wasn't an issue. You light all six bowls. They are crackling with fiery energy. Nothing seems to happen. Make an investigation check. Eh, Twelve. Unfortunately, you can't tell. If there was one, you can't see it now. Um, I'm gonna use. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna work. Hopefully, it doesn't catch fire. I'm gonna use uh, the blanket that I'm gonna have to try and smother the top middle one. Okay. Wait, wait, what are you doing with that blanket? I have a, a water skin. I could just pour some water on it. Uh, I, I thought about that, but we don't really know what chemical this is. So you're going to... A blank... Well, okay. Yeah, 50-50 chance, I suppose. So what's just is... a blanket. Go for it. Pass it on there, try and smoke it with flame. Okay. You toss the blanket on there. <sighs> blanket catches fire. Damn it. Ezra's going to start stomping at the bits that are left. I told you that was a bad idea. And he's going to take his water skin and pour it on it. Okay. You take your water skin, start pouring water, and the fire goes out. I should listen to you more often, friend. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Um, so while these are burning, I want to make like a general investigation check of the room. Like the bowls and the mural are one thing, but did we miss anything else? Okay. Make an investigation check. 
15. Okay. You spend five minutes or so combing over the walls, looking over the floor. Doesn't seem to be anything that you guys have missed, unfortunately. And the uh, putting out that fire didn't do anything. Not that you can see. Let me try something. I'm gonna go up to the mural and uh, touch my hand to it. Do I feel anything? It's a solid door. Like there's mm. there, there there's there's a handle there. A handle. Ryan Turner. Uh yeah. Try to pull the door open. <laughs> it opens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're geniuses, aren't we? Fucking 15 minutes out of door. Reminds me of other campaigns. I have a feeling we did something to open it, but we just didn't check to make sure it was locked. Possibly. Okay, the door's open. Come on, guys. <laughs> you all step through into the next chamber. And I think that is a decent spot to end for tonight. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>